0: Welcome to another episode of Nut News, where everything's made up and the points don't matter. Wait, I think that was the old Whose Lines It Anyway show. It doesn't matter. This is a show about almonds, the show where you'll swear we're nuts because all we're going to talk about is nuts. Today's show, we're going to get into the exploration of sustainability and sustainability on our farms, and particularly how it pertains to our orchard management practices. So who better to have on the show than general manager of operations from Heart Farms, Darren Titus. Darren, thanks for being on the show today. Welcome. Thank you, Alan. I appreciate it. So we should probably add some context here and explain the relationship between Heart Farms and Select Harvest uh, USA. Very closely related, but these are different entities, and they operate uh, in different arenas. So, Darren, I was hoping you can kind of help us understand the relationship between Heart Farms and Select Harvest USA to kind of lay that lay that foundation for us. Yeah, absolutely. The Both Heart Farms and Select Harvest inhabit
1: the same piece of property and share the same address up here in Glen County, uh, just outside of Orland. And the Select Harvest is owned by the Hart Brothers, Randy and Mike, their partner, Dinesh Bajaj, and the Spicer Brothers, Hartley and Wally, where the plant is down in uh, Turlock.
0: So really closely tied, but um, you're operating, again, functionally separate. So you're going to have different areas of focus. And you mentioned one, you know, the orchard management side of it. And you're doing that for, for select harvest. How many how many acres are we up to under, under your watch now, Darren? Yeah,
1: so... Total planted acres, we exceed just over 10,000, which is hard to believe. It's hard for me to even say that. Um, it's been quite an experience being part of all of that. When I started back here, when I started with the company back in 2005, we had, uh, we were farming just under 500. And in that time, over the last almost 16 years, we've had the luxury and, or I've had the, the luxury and pleasure of uh, being able to be part of something that's, that's very, very cool and have planted you know the additional almost you know 9500 acres so it's uh it's been quite an experience
0: now 10000 acres i think most of us have at least a vague understanding of how vast that is but i think we should highlight the fact that it's it's not 10000 acres all in one spot i mean these are spread out across you know a wide range so c- could you give us a little a foundation here of, of how vast the operation really is Absolutely. So out of the
1: 10,000, there's essentially 9,200 acres of almonds that are planted that we're actively farming. The uh, the balance of that is is walnuts. So um, we've got 800 acres of walnuts. The scope of the farms are across three counties. So we farm in Glen, Tehama, and Butte County. The primary, primarily most of the acreage, two-thirds of the acreage is in Glen, and uh, that's everything. You know, the, the furthest south we go is uh, our choice, just north of Willows, and then we go just south. Uh, the northerly boundaries, just south of Red Bluff in Tehama County, and then and then north of Chico in the Nord area, we have uh, some farms out in that area. And so, it uh, logistically, it you know, it it creates its own unique challenges. But the regionality of everything kind of lends itself to. Kind of lends itself to creating, you know, their own divisions. So we're not we decentralized all of our operations here just a few years ago. I felt kind of the need to do that, and so each region or each area has its own farm management kind of nucleus, if you will. So the ranch is divided up into three areas, which is our choice: Orland, Corning, and Butte County, and each of all of those regions have their own field manager, and then the field manager has his collective staff, you know, that services all of that and allows us the ability to be extremely efficient and engaged in our day to day farming and give us the ability to do what, you know, I would consider a uh, above average job.
0: Well, I'm certainly not going to argue with the above average part. I mean, I might even give you a higher rank than that, but um, yeah, I mean, you guys have, um, <laughs> have done really well for us, uh, and we appreciate it. And I do want to kind of s- stick on the the farming operations piece, maybe a little bit more so than the other. But we should mention that the farm management is the only thing that Hart Farms does. Uh, you also have quite the holding facility there. Um, so you want to just kind of briefly fill us in on on that side of the operation and what you're doing there in Orland? Yeah, for sure. So um, kind of the
1: two, you know, the two big areas that we cover essentially is going to be is obviously the farm management component of what we do. And the farm management meaning we execute the the development, the planting, the post planting meaning all the cultural, all the the farming requirements uh, it takes to get an orchard into production, and then once it's in production, facilitate you know the 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 harvest and hulling and shelling and transportation for that matter on the trucking side getting the field run from the field to the plant so we've got the farm management side and then we have and then we have the the hulling and shelling side of our business we receive anywhere on any given year between 150 to 175 million field run pounds annually which equates to about you know 35 to 45 million meat pounds that that uh, that we process on any given year the majority of I would say probably 85% of our total throughput with the outgoing meats and in shell that we produce at the, uh, that comes out of the huller is all select harvest product. And that, um, that's something that we're very proud of.
0: So you got the farm management side and you have the whole lean side. Um, how do you fit into Hart Farms? I mean, you're on one or the other, you're on both. I mean, you're general uh, manager of operations. Primarily my role is, this is
1: anything farm related. 100% of everything that goes on on the farming side, anything cultural, that's the stuff that comes across my desk. Then on the processing side, Mike and Randy Hart are very, very engaged and they're very, very proud of the fact that when the facility is running, you know, there's, there's always a heart here and that's something that they, they take very seriously. They understand that, you know, people are entrusting us to, with their livelihoods when they bring it here and that's something that our company doesn't take doesn't take lightly at all but for me it's primarily the farm i get them here get them grown get the fields you know get the fields developed get the fields planted and then uh, get things harvested and and brought to the facility i do get involved from time to time with the uh, on the on at the plant side but that's pretty well handled and it's and by the Hart brothers. So uh, it's, it's very unique. It's a very hands-on company and I'm proud to, um, to be part of such a uh, unique organization.
0: Well, clearly you play a very instrumental role in the company and what's going on there. You know, you had me out uh, last week, you know, I have to say I, when I came out, I was really maybe expecting an hour or two, you know, tour, Uh, but it ended up being pretty much the full day. Um, And I was just really impressed. I mean, again, your expertise in, in what's happening there and your engagement—it is very hands-on. And you've used that word, you know. But the scope of operations was was quite impressive. I mean, when you think, I mean, for me, you know, I I have a small garden home, you know, garden at my home. And you know, when you th- say th- growing or farming, you know, it's like stuck in that vision of just well, you know, put a tomato plant in the ground, you put some water on it, you harvest some stuff. But it's much, much, much more in- involved, and there's a lot more going on. And, uh, you know, the impetus of me coming out there and us having this conversation was really to talk about, you know, the sustainability pieces and, you know, what we're doing, particularly on the farm, but in other places, too, uh, and how we, you know, are managing our our impacts. And honestly, there was just, I was, again, blown away with how much it is going on. So I know you and I have kind of talked about this, um, and, I'll, and I'll say it again. I I would love for us to get into a cadence, you know, where we can dive in and uh, examine some of these, um, you know, sustainability pieces in more detail. But, you know, maybe not, perhaps not today. I think, um, you know, sticking a little bit more broadly on the sustainability piece uh, makes a little bit more sense. So let's start there. Um, let's stick broad. And let me ask you, Darren, sustainability, when I say that word, like, what does it mean to you?
1: I think sustainability is, you know, I think it's a, it, there, there's a it's there's a two-fold twofold every business owner is trying to is trying to stay or maintain economically sustainable and then you have the environmental part of that too and i and you have the economic and the and the environmental sustainability that uh, the, those two spectrums are you know now overlapping and you know 10 years ago there was there was definitely 10 15 years ago or even 20 years ago there was definitely a divide in that there was, you know, both those spectrums were, I don't want to say miles apart, but they were, and now they've, you know, they've really come together and it's, and it has become a, you know, a necessity for us to have, uh, to, to do both.
0: So we're doing these sustainability efforts from a, from a broad perspective. I love your analogy of, of, I mean, not analogy, but the way you've described it of having the, the two different sides of the coin here, right? And you know, we have to have a sustainable business. I mean, that's just the business has to run. It has to run itself. But when you get into these sustainability pieces, I mean, we do a lot of different things. They do have real benefits, and and they can be a part of the sustainable business model. So what I want to ask you is, you know, we've gone through this process now in the last 10, 15-plus years of beginning to implement some of these, you know, environmental sustainability uh, pieces. In doing so, what is the biggest benefit that you've seen just kind of collectively or broad stroke you know the efforts that we've been putting in on the you know the ecological sustainability side of things
1: well i think that the the single biggest benefit essentially is is we we're applying you know we we're, we're applying less i'm applying 20 25% less nitrogen fertilizer today than i did 8 10 years ago we are applying less protection materials and fungicides than we did 10 years ago
0: so why is that is there some type of cause and effect relationship with some of the sustainability practices that we have have in place that are that are causing that
1: yeah so what I think I think what's happened intentionally or unintentionally is, is as we've increased the overall health of the uh, fields and farms and improved the water infiltration rates in the uh, in the soil, increased all of the microbiology that lives within the soil that there has been just a um, you know unintended really unintended benefit from that that's uh, you know that was kind of part of the kind of part of the learning curve once you know essentially like i said at the beginning once we were regulated into this uh, into the sustainable portion of it and yeah i can't imagine i can't imagine going back and not having this part of our program now
0: so when we were on the tour, you know, one of the things that you kept pointing out, and whether this was overtly or not, is really just how healthy everything looked. I mean, there was just, there was a vibrancy out there. And of course, you know, it was, it was during bloom. We got bees buzzing around, but, you know, it was green. The soil looked like, you know, my garden soil, nice and fluffy. The trees were just were just popping and alive. Would you characterize that as just, general health of the orchard and you know getting it to a point where it's healthier or or am i missing the mark there
1: no no i think you hit it i think you hit it spot on i think that's exactly right i think it's a full you know it's the full complement you know you um you got to have a little bit of everything in order to make it all all the pieces come together with respect of you know just the disease management and the fertility management and you know just the balance of that it when you and I were out looking at the fields, the uh, the one thing that we both pointed, that we both saw, and we both looked at, was essentially just the just the amount of worm castings that were everywhere throughout the orchard floor. Now we've had a very very dry dry uh, fall uh, through November and and even drier winter with respect to with respect to the uh, dr- down the drive rows in between the tree rows with the amount of just. Native vegetation that grows through there, and typically we get you know a lot of filleries and chickweed and the uh, the winter weeds that uh, that that grow up this time of year and through the spring. And when we reincorporate that into the field when we're mowing and whatnot, that's uh, you know that adds a tremendous amount of um, you know green uh, manure all, you know, all vegetative, just that it composts down and becomes an additional food source for, uh, for the soil biology. But I mean, you can just see it in the, you can just see it on the orchard floor. And it's, uh, I think that in that's a big part of what translates into the, uh, increased orchard health that we see.
0: So, you know, we've touched on it, you know, as the regulatories have been coming through the last 15, 20 years, the word sustainability, right? You know, Particularly early on, kind of had this four-letter word feel for for growers, and you know, it was it was a dirty word, in the sense that you know it caused a lot of anxiety and an issue in thinking about you know how that might pertain to you know your best orchard management practices, and I don't know if that's still really the case in in the grower farming community, but I, I would ask you you know if if you're a grower out there and you do kind of still see sustainability as a four-letter word, what would you say to them to maybe ch- try to change their minds? Well, I think
1: for the most part, it's not just one thing. You can't define sustainability as one action. It's everything that you do throughout the year within your operation. And, you know, we're all, all of us farmers who are farming in California, whether we're willing or not, we are participating in some form of sustainability, right? I mean, it's whether we're regulated into it or it's voluntary, it's happening. We're doing it we probably need to work on getting a larger percentage of that population into on the voluntary side rather than the regulatory side of that where they they feel like they're pigeonholed into doing it rather than wanting to do it voluntarily that once again comes back to economics and i and i think and i feel once that everyone starts to um you know kind of put all the pieces together that they just like us will you know start to see the benefits from it and and um you know, maybe be a little bit more accepting of, you know, new ideas and and new ways of uh, implementing different techniques that, that help continue them uh, down the sustainable path.
0: Well, I love that characterization of sustainability being, you know, implemented in many different ways. It's not a one thing, right? You know, hot button topics out here, you know, that I've heard, you know, bee health or water usage or chemical spraying, right? I mean, those are all you know, perhaps independent programs. Um, and we'll, again, I'm kind of leading into what we might get into um, here in future conversations. But, you know, if any one of those pieces really doesn't function by itself, or I, so I'm assuming. So I'm glad you kind of characterize it that way. You know, but if you were to have to pick out one piece, and, you know, this will be my last question for you, and I'll let you go. What, In your mind, what's the biggest maybe unsung hero in the sustainability portfolio that you have going on at hard Farms? I would probably say it's
1: our unsung hero on the sustainability part of it is, is how we're been able to um, implement the use of, of one of our co-products and entirely uh, on the farm. That's with the uh, the shell. that. So when Field Run comes in, when we harvest our crop in the fields, there's three parts to that uh that crop that comes in here uh refer to that as the field run and within that field run you've got the hole you've got the shell and then you obviously have the almond kernel that's in there but the shell component of it is is one that over the last several years has um, has become essentially unusable i mean there's always a means to take if you have enough of something you should be able to find a use for it out of necessity, um, kind of human nature. And one unsung hero that uh, one unsung one thing that we have done to implement or to utilize something that we've just have had too much of has been the you know, the composting of uh of more than twenty thousand tons of shell annually and uh being able to put that back out on our farms in Create a very very usable product out of something that was otherwise you know just a, a waste byproduct, and so it's truly become a, a co-product of what we're doing and and how I see in the future how we're you know going to continue to uh, to do so just because of the the sheer benefit of it.
0: Well, as a home gardener, I have uh, lots of experience with the benefits of compost, so I'm glad you bring that up, and I'm also glad because. I think that's going to be a great lead-in to our next conversation. Um, perhaps we'll dive in a little bit more on um, how we are incorporating the shells and the compost uh, into the orchards and all the benefits from it. So uh, keep an eye out for that, listeners, for um, next time I circle up with Darren. But for now, Darren, thank you so much for uh, taking the time with me today. I, I really do appreciate it, and thanks for the the tour last week. Um, hope to speak to you soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you, Alan. That's our show today. Be sure to follow us on social media. We're on LinkedIn as Select Harvest USA. We're on Facebook as both Select Harvest USA and Select Harvest Almond Snacks. That's the corporate side and the consumer side. And for all those cool, flashy consumer product images and all the fun things we're doing there, Instagram at Select Harvest Almond Snacks. You can find Nut News Podcast wherever you find your podcast and on our website, selectharvestusa.com under the News and Resources tab. Until next time, I'm Alan Burwell. Think I'm nuts. Nuts for almonds, that's for sure. Nut News.